Previously on Quest Friends. And in the center, with these black spiders just crawling all over this, stands a figure with this large imposing armor and kind of like a vi the fake Viking helmet, so with like the, you know, the horns. Jacques, you've been standing against the wall this whole time. And as you have, you haven't noticed it. But one of the spiders, as it leaves, was accidentally blocked by you. In an attempt to get out, climbed up your staff. Shock is going to actually start screaming right now. Oh no! Okay, okay, um, how do you get spiders out of people? Go to the Queen's Manors and request to see a Mr. Mako. Uh, Mr. Mako is a good friend of mine and the best medic I can see, and he's currently working for Queen Armalu in Charmande. Let's take Shock to insert location that was just said that I can't remember. This was certainly a delightful diversion, but may I remind you that we came here to rescue Mako from this place that he is kept on. Yeah, that's kind of a hitch in our in our plans here, that he was arrested for treason. I, I suppose this means we should rescue him for whatever place is capturing him. Shock's gonna rub his, his forehead a little bit because of the persisting headache uh, and say, well, where's the palace? We need to get in somehow. Didn't the tour guide say we could give gifts or something? Hmm. As you say that, someone walks by and says, Oh boy, I'm sure excited to meet the queen and give her this gift that I got for her. I'm going to go stand in line like everyone else who's allowed to. Oh, I do believe this is the way we should, <laughs> we should Let's go. Let's just follow this kid. <laughs> We're very lucky that this person was really interested in telling strangers what he was doing. Actually, can I run up to the kid? Yeah. Hi, excuse me. I was just wondering, what what are you... I uh, couldn't help but overhear you say you were going to go give a gift to the queen. Uh, what kind of gifts does, does one normally give to the queen here? Well, she likes any sort of oddity and excitement, so I've been working really hard on this for her. And he picks it up, and it's a macaroni drawing that says, I love you. <laughs> Heart. Barry. Ah, I have a thing. I do believe I also have a thing that the queen might find amazing. Uh, and then Rubisha is going to take out the rock that <laughs> Misha bought and say, well, this seems to be quite a unique rock since it is shaped like the face of a human. So I, I agree with that. <laughs> uh, Hopper's going to look back at the kid. And then say, I think your macaroni drawing is very nice. Um, does she usually accept gifts of that nature? Well, I don't know. Usually they're not quite as impressive. Um, but I've tried really hard to make the best thing. But I'm sure whatever you gave her, so long as it came from a good and pure heart, she would like. But I don't know. I'm not in Charmande that often. And is it uh, a gift per person? Or, a gift, or can people go in on a group gift? Well, I mean, I wouldn't know. I'm just me, and I'm the only one giving the gift. Okay. Um, so I, I'm both, so I wouldn't know. But I guess if it was a good enough gift, then maybe. Okay. Give her the so rock. So if all four of us gave her this rock, <laughs> that'd Whoa! be okay. Is that a is that a fifth person? I don't think you can give people away. Oh, oh no! Sorry for the confusion. This is not indeed a person, but I was confused myself when I first saw it. It's only a rock that it looks Whoa. like a face. No, you totally could do that. Misha's going to look very proud of the rock. You, you. So just to clarify, you think 
that would be a good group gift from all four of us if we all wanted to get into the Queen's Palace to go see the Queen to give this to her. Well, I mean, I would like it. Hopper looks at the camera. (laughs) Well, in a worst case scenario, we can always sweeten the deal with this box that I took from Marshall's cabin. Oh, what is that box? I guess it's the box that Marshall came in originally. What's in the box? Well, you could you could fit a rock in that. Oh, perfect. That'll that'll work. Uh, All right. We can put the rock in the box. It will be double the gift. She will be the most impressed. It's like a surprise. Hopper's gonna muse a little bit. And be like, I wish we had remembered that we needed to get a gift when we were in the store buying things. Hmm, that could have gone better. Well, you all are you you all are super smart. I'm actually oh oh no. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go over to the Tanager District. I'm going to get myself a box. Thanks so much. Bye. And he runs away. Okay. (laughs) Thank you for your assistance. I don't think that child will actually get to see the queen. Yeah, you see this kid run away and you see him run towards the anthill, which is what I'm going to call that hill that looks like an anthill. So you start crossing the bridges and rooftops that comprise the majority of foot passageways in Charmante. And as you make your way through this path towards the giant anthill, you notice that its dirt corridors are filled with an assortment of human constructions, including buildings of various sizes and qualities, outcroppings that that perilously protrude out of the hillside, and a few waterfalls that splash into the river below. Something interesting that you notice, actually, is that all of the water passageways that are Charmande's streets flow towards this river that's beneath the anthill. The river is pretty thick and surrounds the hill like a moat, rotating counterclockwise. Six bridges cross over the moat, connecting this northern anthill to the rest of the city. Yeah, so uh, if you walk over the bridges, you'll notice that in the center of this anthill, spiraling up like a corkscrew, is this really wide, finely pressed together cobblestone that makes essentially like a wide spiral staircase, but instead of stairs, it's a flat surface that slants up at a 30 degree angle. Kind of like, you know, those spiraling things you drive on in a parking lot? Like a ramp. It's a ramp. Um, and that seems to, that spirals all the way up the anthill to the Queen's Palace, occasionally separates off into different passageways. Is there foot traffic now? Like, is it busy or? Uh, yeah, it's, it's moderately busy, but people seem to be really, uh, there's some like carts you see going through, but every traffic on this seems pretty deliberate. If you look to the sides, you'll see a lot of traffic in each of the districts, but otherwise most of the traffic on the corkscrew seems to be of large carriages or people deliberately walking from one district to the other. But for the most part, everyone kind of stays in their area and those are really packed. Okay. So you walk up and 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 up. And as you reach the top of the walkway, you find yourselves in a large courtyard surrounded by tall shrubbery. In front of you is the Queen's Palace, which is a three-story tall building that looks remarkably like the famous Forbidden City building in Beijing, China. So like the first floor is this imposing brick wall with a large hallway cut out into the middle of it, while the second and third stories are more finely crafted structures made out of wood and twine. Rooms on the second and third story, attached to an open-air hallway that surrounds the second and third floors. You know, kind of like how a motel has those walkways? Yeah, it's like that. And the cobblestone path you've been walking to, the fine one, is now splitting up into multiple smaller paths that weave through hedge sculptures of famous heroes and legendary beasts. And you see a really long line of like, you see people surrounding these shrubs in this kind of weird curving line. What do you do? Shock will take his place in line. Yeah, oh, second bet. 
As you stand in line, a man turns over to you and says, Hey, hey, what, what do you think you're doing? Uh, seeing the queen? We think we are standing in line, as you can certainly see. Standing in line by the scrapped? Do you think you can just skip the line? <sighs> like everybody else, you gotta follow the line, starting over there. And he points to a shrub that's right by the hallway. And he says, just like everybody else, the proper order, you have to start at the jack, circle around to the piper, offer at least two berries to the scrap, but no more than five, wait six hours under the moonlight dancer, and then circle back around to the piper to the jack, but make sure to go counter-counterclockwise, otherwise you're just going to end up in the back of the line again. And there, and finally then, you can walk up to the palace doors. You can't just walk to the scrap halfway through the line like you're some hot shit. Uh, Misha's going to try to be taking notes of all of that. Is, uh, why? Yes. There is an order and a system, okay? And you can't, just because you're some fancy-dancy explorers from around, from over in the Black Riage or up in the Cloud Crystal Sky fields, you can't just act like you're some hot shit and skip the line. Shock is going to, like, put a hand on Hopper's shoulder and, like, a hold-my-beer kind of move. <laughs> And he's going to step forward, tweak his hood a little bit, strike his staff upon the ground, and say, I'm not sure you've ever met a mighty wizard before. But remember this day, for this is the day you encountered Shock, the wizard of the East, here to bring important tidings to your noble kingdom. And he'll do a flourish of his hand. Are you trying to persuade or intimidate? Uh, 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 you know... Can it be a little bit of both? I don't okay. really know entirely. Intimisuade. Intimisuade. How many how many penalties do I take on this roll? I take the one because of the spider guts. But do I take my my other one for pleasant social interaction? Holy shit, yes you do. <laughs> Alright. 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 But you'll get time. you'll get one back for that uh that flourish. Because it was that was good role playing. All right, so only one one step harder than normal. Yeah. How much? All right. Can I spend a level of effort on this? Mm -hmm. All right, so it's just a straight-up roll. Uh, the die got messed up. Can I re-roll that? Oh, of course. It got messed up. No, I, I'm serious. It, it, it landed with a point facing up. I'm not joking. Oh, wow, it landed on its side. So impressive. It landed with the one facing up, you mean. <laughs> <laughs> Let me... Let me turn on a light, too, because it's getting really hard to read things in here. It's so dark. Oh, man. Like, yeah, I can't read that. Is that a... Is that, that a line? Like, yeah, it looks like... Oh, no, it must be two lines. It's definitely an 11. No, shut up. <laughs> it got stuck in a corner. I promise. A 19! A 19! Yeah. All right, you impressed this guy so much. He's like, well, I mean, I, I guess I can see you're a pretty important person. Um... Personally, I think the queen might be able to make some exceptions for you, but uh, that's that's not my my choice to make. If it's that important, I've been here for five hours already. You could take my place in line. Okay. You are kind and noble, sir. All right. I guess I'll just go back. I'll go back to the front of the line. Then I, you know, my my daughter can wait for her medicine another day longer. 
Are you asking the queen for medicine? What sort of medicine does she need? I don't know. She she got down with this this weird sickness. Mm. It was like she got like bitten by a spider or something. <laughs> I don't know. We were we were we were just walking through. We were walking past the town, and the this like uh, broken hound came up to us. Unusually, they're pretty they're pretty mean, but this one was really nice, and it had this this spider on it that I, I guess it just bit my daughter. So uh, she's she's in pretty bad shape, but. <laughs> I guess I can wait a little longer. She's she's holding up pretty well. Uh, mm. I was going to give him my healing items, but you had to make this personal, didn't you, Kyle? <laughs> I can't just have something. <laughs> um, how does this requesting things from the queen work? We could ask for your medicine for you. I mean, if you give the queen something good enough, I haven't tried it before, to be honest. I'm, I'm not from Charmande, but uh, I mean, I, I'm always told that she's she's benevolent, so I figured if I gave her something good enough, maybe she could uh, give me something back? At the very least, I'll get some of her time. Well, uh, what is it that you were trying to give the queen? We could put it alongside our gifts and request the medicine that you need and give it to you later. I mean, it's not much, but it's it's this. Uh, and he holds up the most radiant ruby. Not the most, but he holds up a really radiant ruby that's just glittering with dozens and thousands of lights swirling around inside of it, kind of like its own little cosmos. This is like an heirloom that would have lasted for generations. And he says, it's, it's not much, but I mean, if you can take it and help my family out, I, I would appreciate it. I want to pull all of you back a little bit. Why don't we just break in? I believe that is not the most appropriate rule-abiding thing to do. Shock is trying to conceal, like, the look of abject horror on his face. But then he says, if we get in and we find, we find Mr. Mako, that's maybe our best chance of actually getting medicine for him. I don't think the queen has anything for what we what we did. If we if we take his gift with ours, maybe we have a better chance of getting in. We can get something for him. We know who to look for. Okay, but like this gift is for the queen, right? She's not going to give us Mr. Mako. But that's what I was hoping to convince her. Let's just break in, leave him with the gift. The plan was always to get in anyway, right? And then just sneak around. I do believe it might be better to get in in the most inconspicuous way possible, which might be through this line, and afterwards we can go and explore the castle and rescue Mr. Mako, plus getting the medicine that this man needs and that Chalk needs. Hopper is thinking he's doing that, like, shuichi pose with his hand over his mouth. Shuichi <laughs> pose! Um, and he's gonna say, did he say it would take six hours to get in? Yes. From, if we take his place in line, will it take six hours? It'll take one hour. This town is so weird. Uh, I don't know if the queen is gonna be able to help us. I just want to get inside. I thought this was our plan for getting inside. We didn't have one. We just, we have a rock. That's all we have. We have a rock in a box. Look, Shock will turn back to the guy and say, I swear to you, on my honor as a wizard, that if you assist us in getting inside the palace... We will find medicine for your daughter. Thank you, uh, Wizard. I, I really appreciate that. What's what's your name? My name is Shock, Wizard of the East. Uh, thank you, Shock. Thank you. Thanks your hand. He's like, my name is Harry Jerry. Jerry. <laughs> my my name is Harry Jerry. Uh, it's my nickname. I, I'm I, I work with my. You don't need to know why. It's my nickname. My name is Harry Jerry. <laughs> I'm from Fasten. If, if you can't find me here, 
You can always find me there. Fasten? Is that a district? It's a village outside of a city. Thank you so much. Thank you. And he's gonna just, he's gonna walk away and you can see that he has tears in his eyes of joy. Out of curiosity, did he give us the jewel or did he keep it? He gave it to you. Who has it? Uh, I mean, I was the one that asked for it, but who has the box? Because we can put it on the box. Here, I'll, I'll give Misha the box to present. Okay. This rock and this ruby. <laughs> It's not just a rock, it's a rock that looks like a face. It's one different. of these things That's what is not say. like the other. One of these <laughs> things just doesn't belong. Alright, um, so there are people in front of us in line, right? Yeah. Can I tap one on the shoulder and just ask, like, hey, how long have you been in line, just out of curiosity? They're gonna look at you, and with a huff, look back forward. Hopper didn't expect to be just so rudely dismissed that way. Oh, perhaps this person is hard of hearing. And then <laughs> Misha is going to increase their voice and be like, excuse me, sir, but my, my friend here, Hopper Scotch, asked a question as to how long have you pr- remained in this location? Ellie's at this point cracking her knuckles. They're going to turn over and they're going to shh. And they're going to turn over and roll their eyes and turn over to the person. Ugh, they're just like that obnoxious oddity hunter. Oddity hunter? Oh no, oh no, watch out, watch out! I'm going to need you to roll speed defense. Eight. Alright, this big, like, Santa sack of just junk rolls on top of you. And knocks you prone. And you stop it. And it, like, kind of rolls back a little bit. And you take, uh, let's say, four points of damage. As this, like, bag (laughs) of shit rolls on top of you and rolls back. And you, it gets pushed to the side as you're on the ground. No, I'm I'm really, really sorry. I, I, I was trying really, really hard. It just lost control of me. And Mr. Hopper? Uh, Hopper will kind of, will will get up off the ground and kind of dust himself off, and then look at the person and say, "Do I know you?" Um. Ow! First of all, and then as you get up, you see this person who's like young. They're probably like 20, mm-hmm. 21, wearing okay. just a random smattering of clothing and with a big explorer's backpack. And they say, "Oh no 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 my uh, uh oh oh I I didn't think this was gonna happen so soon. Um no my my they reach out for a handshake." and say, my name's Jesse, I'm just, I, I've been following your work, sir, and I'm a really big fan of it. Like, like the way, the way you solved the caper in Lyra, Gyrek, or, or the way that you, you figured out the mystery of the Golden Sanctum. I'm just, I'm really impressed with your work, sir. Oh, thank you. Hopper is very taken aback right now, but he's like, all right, yeah, yeah. What's your name, kid? No, you, he just, he just said that, didn't he? Uh, is, is Miss Lorraine around here too? Hopper's face goes completely, like, just, it goes from a smile to, like, just nothing. Like, it wipes away real fast, and he goes, nope. Well, that's a shame. I was really hoping to see see both of you, but, you know, I, I'm sure she's off doing something important, getting up to no good, like usual. Yeah, she probably is. Well, I'm Jesse. Well, I, no, I, shit, I already said that. Um, so I'm, I don't mean to brag, but I'm an oddity hunter for the queen. Really? I get a bunch of artifacts to, to give to her. Uh, and I actually, uh, I know it's a lot to ask, but could, could I ask your help in something? Yes. Because um, I really I really need an ace accountant for the issue that I'm having right now. Ace accountant. Papa's a little bit excited to be asked to do accountant things. So he's, yeah, yeah, what, what, what do you need help with? So my group of oddity hunters, about two years ago, when we started, we gave the queen 12 oddities. So that was two years ago, and then we all went off to get our own oddities. And since then, she's demanded a gift of oddities that's twice as large as the total number of oddities she's received from us. 
So she got 12 the first year, and then the second year she got twice as many as that. And now I have to give her twice the total amount. Um, and I think I got enough, but I don't I don't know if I have enough. And I was just hoping an ace accountant like you could help me out. Hopper's gonna push back his hat a little bit the way like sheriffs do before they really get into the nitty-gritty of their work. <laughs> So you gave her 12 the first year, then 24 the second year, and she wants double that total? That's correct. She wants double the total amount. Uh, well, I think that'd be 48, Jesse. 48 oddities. Right? I'm not good at math, but Hopper is, so can I, like, roll to do this? It's double the total, not last year's total. It should be 72, right? Because the total is 36, and double that is it? Is 72. No, but she, he said double no 12 the first year and double that is 24 i'm confident in that and then double the overall total 12 plus 24 is 36 oh right that's an overall total if it's the total amount 72 oh 70 oh oh no and over their face it just gets really pale i only have 71 uh, do you do you do you have an oddity uh, or an artifact that you could you could spare to help me out uh, out of curiosity, what happens if you don't give her that many oddities? The queen gets pretty upset when she doesn't get the total amount that she wants. But, I mean, if you gave me to them, I, I'm sure she'd be happy enough. And, like, I could even bring you and, and your friends uh, along and, and, and we could showcase, you know, all the great people who gave me this stuff. Does anyone else have an oddity? Because I do not. I have two oddities. I mean, oddity, inclu- yeah, oddity includes everything you want, which does include the ruby. The ruby was an od- is an oddity. Oh, it was? Oh, perfect. Oh. I Just have a ruby. question. A question? Oh, I'm sorry. What's uh, what's your question? What, what's your name? Ellie. Oh, well, it's great to mi- meet you, Miss Ellie. Um, what's Miss what's the question Miss? you have? Miss? Never mind. Um, <laughs> can I give you a rat? Is it odd enough to give you a rat? Like I, a really dead rat? I mean, is there something special about the rat? It's quite edible. <laughs> Very dead. Oh, so it's like an infinitely eat, like you can just eat that rat forever. It's like infinitely repeated. I think the ruby would work. Hopper interjects. Mm. No? I wanted to give it back to the guy when we brought the medicine. Oh, right. Okay. If we uh, have any other oddities, any uh, at all. What about a hat pin that I stabbed a spider with? Oh, is that like a, is it a deadly pin? Oh, very deadly. Like I, I killed, I killed a whole spider with it. Ew. Like the whole spider, as opposed to part of the spider. We're going to get this kid killed. We're going to get him executed. <laughs> this adorable <laughs> child. <laughs> Three. Well, um, I don't think it would be that impressive if, if it was just a spider. I mean, I understand you're very busy adventurers. Uh, if you can't help me out, I, I, I get it. I don't want to get this adorable child killed. <laughs> However, I can I can Google things about the queen. Oh, yeah, you can ask oh. the data sphere. Oh. I want to ask the data sphere right. what sort of gifts does a queen... Yeah, what are you typing into... That's the Google? What kind of gifts does the queen like? Well, does, does queen... Does she have a name? What's her name? Uh, Armalu. Yes, queen Armalu like. Yeah, you see a couple of articles. You see, like, a summary of an episode of Hoarders, and it's, like, Hoarders, Queen Armalu. And at the bottom, you see a bunch of basically Yelp reviews for Queen Armalu that are all five-star inexplicably, but you notice a recurring gag of like, yeah, she didn't even look at my gift, but you know, she just knew it was great. She didn't even have to look at it. A recurring message is basically that Queen Armalu hoards everything and anything. So anything goes. And she does, and when people give their gifts, she doesn't even look at them before accepting. Okay, good, because I don't want to give my oddities. I almost gave my scarf away. Oh no. <laughs> no, I would not have oh, let that God, no. I would have given up mine before the scarf. What are you going to give 
of them? Um, let's give him the Marshall box. Yeah, just give him the box. Yeah, so I'll... Wait, what is, what is this thing? It's a box. We discovered it uh, beneath the Black Riage. It's a container for a machine intelligence. It tells a great evil, and therefore it has great power. Think of it like an eggshell. The, uh, the machine intelligence grew in here. And then outgrew it and expanded. He grabs it and he flicks it on a little bit and he looks super impressed and he puts it in his sack. He's like, well, thank you so much. Uh, what were your names? And he points to uh, Jacques and Misha. My name is Jacques, Wizard of the East. My name is Machine in Suit of Human Armor, but as uh, humans appear to like nicknames better, uh, you can call me Misha, which is the abbreviation of my nomenclature. Well, thank you so much, Mr. Jacques, Wizard of the East, and Mix Misha. I, I'm really, I really appreciate it. Yeah, if you want, you can just follow me to the front of the line. I've, I've got someone holding it for me. Oh, that is greatly appreciated. All right, let's do it. Uh, they're gonna lift up this heavy sack and just carry it over their shoulder, uh, swinging back and forth. Hopper is intentionally going to walk to the other side of where the bag is so as not to be hit by it again. Okay. Ellie is impressed by the strength. Now, Kyle, I need you to repeat the name for Hopper's companion because I didn't have a chance to write it down quickly enough. Miss Lorraine. That was it. Shock is just going to just going to give a look over at Hopper as as they walk. Who is Miss Lorraine? No one. No one at all. Just a person. Just a person. Old flame? No. He was like he looks almost upset. That was just he goes, no, God, no, absolutely not. Nope. Mm-mm. I'm gonna find an image for the look that Shock is giving him while we walk. <laughs> Everyone else carry on. Alright, can you describe that the image though for people who won't but will be listening? Oh of course, yeah, the viewers won't be able to see that. So picture a very wide-eyed, intense look, but otherwise kind of blank. If it was a cartoon, he'd have like very large pupils to look unsettling. Uh, Hopper will pretend he doesn't see it and just keep walking, and then he's gonna go up next to Jesse and be like, So Jesse, you um are an oddity hunter, that's cool. He's gonna try to get in a conversation to avoid this other one. Yeah, no, I'm I'm still learning, like I'm still I'm still training training a lot with Miss Mauve. She's been teaching me a lot. But she says that that I have the potential to be a really great oddity hunter one day. And and I trust her. She's super smart. Well, you've got 71 oddities. It sounds like you're already a great oddity hunter. They blush really hard at that. It looks like we're, we're at our spot in line. And they turn over to themselves standing in line. And they just say, thanks so much, Joe. I really appreciate it. And as Jesse steps in line, you see the other Jesse who is standing in their place. Just like you see their, their face kind of like flutter back and just turn into like a humanoid reptilian shape which is presumably joe who is holding jesse's place in line <laughs> just joe and joe says hey no problem bro good to see you tonight for drinks well i really hope so thanks joe i really appreciate it and you are now in the front of the line specifically as you walked with jesse you walked into that hallway space in the first floor the grassy carpet of the courtyard has given way to a carpeted hallway with ornate stone on the walls and the ceiling and six large colonnades about 20 feet thick and 30 feet high extending into the ceiling it looks like looks like it was made for a giant it looks unnecessarily large and at the end of it is a giant stone doorway that is just a giant double-sided door that is 30 feet high and the width of the uh of the hallway as well so it's it's a really freaking big door essentially Uh, and you're about you're actually first in line 
I want to, so since I bought this caster clay thing that can put stuff on my face, I want to look even more fancier for the queen, <laughs> as I believe that's something that she will appreciate. So I want just to have like a really big hat with like a feather coming out. Like that looks like a so like my hat. Give me a, give me a roll well, for that. Yeah, but not fewer rats. Like I'm picturing a hat, but I can't describe it. A plum cap with a feather in it. Like the poet's hat. Yeah. So I roll an eleven. That's a good fucking hat. You wanted a robin's feather. You only got a crow's feather. You didn't do perfect, but it's still a, it's a good looking crow's feather. It's bad luck. Ellie looks vaguely impressed. I believe this will make us more appealing to royalty, as I understand. Jesse turns over. Whoa, that's a really impressive hat. <laughs> All right, so as you're in the front of the line, after a couple of seconds, a bell rings, and you see two workers dressed in this green royal garb, each pulling large levers. And you hear and you feel giant gears turn and tumble as the massive door in front of you rumbles with a great, mighty rumble. Good job. Before, a human-sized doorway at the bottom of it pops open. (laughs) And out of that, an individual wearing the same royal garb long white gloves, a permanently affixed clipboard, and heels that are entirely too high clicks towards you. And uh, they turn over and they say, Jesse, it's good to see you again. Well, it's it's nice to see you too, Miss Vera. I've, I've got the things for the queen. Oh, and are those other individuals coming with you? Uh, yes, this is this is Mr. Hopper uh, and, and the rest of his party. And, and they work as a really strong team and, and they help me get the rest of these oddities. So I think the queen would be very excited to see them. Mr. Hopper is in fact a world-renowned uh, arithmetician. Oh, no, but world-renowned. Well, don't sell yourself short. World-renowned. Jesse, you always come at the perfect time. Please, come in with me. I have a bad feeling about this. <laughs> yep, but we're just gonna go. You walk forward with her into the hallway, and it's dark for a second as the doors slam behind you. But then, a couple of fluorescent lights flicker and eventually go completely bright. Looking around, you find yourselves in a small room with the size of a walk-in closet made out of a glassy white substance and burning with fluorescent lighting. As you walk in, this woman who's identified herself as Vera, uh, who Jesse has identified as Vera, turns over to you and she says, what the hell does she say? Have any of the rest of you done this before? Uh, shock shakes his head, Jesus. Misha's going to do the same. Head shakes. Well, I'm sorry about this next part. The queen is a bit paranoid at times. So she requires complete safety from all sorts of macro and and micro threats. So we just got a couple of things we got to do before we go in. The first one is, and she opens up a hatch, any sort of weapons you have, you do have to put in this container. Uh, Don't worry, you will get them when you're done. And I will remember to do my proper character voice. Can I roll, like, a check to see if this feels legitimate or if this feels like a you'll get them back after you're done type deal? Yeah, give me a roll. Just a general sense roll. Uh, 12. Yeah, you'd probably get them back. All right. You wouldn't part an old man from his walking stick, would you? Uh, well, um... Are you, like, 17? <laughs> He's 19. <laughs> an old man. I've... She's going to turn over you and get a uh, dead face and say, I have dealt with a lot of teenagers in my era, Mr. M- Mr. Jacques, Mr. Jacques. So please, the staff goes in there. Okay. I just, I've wanted for so many years to use that line in a role play. <laughs> when they take your weapons away, I've waited so many years and to be handed the perfect opportunity. 
I had to do it. Oh, and man. Chuck just puts his staff in the patch. Can I give a questioning look to Jesse? Like a, hmm, this legit? Jesse's already dumping their <laughs> shit in there. Oh, all right. Well, I'll follow Jesse's lead then. Uh, and... Fine. Well, I have a forearm blade that's like connected to my arm. I guess I'll be honest and take it out. <laughs> I will not be honest. You'll not be honest? Are you going to try to hide what? Well, she can't take out her, her hand blades. Blades on her... Yeah. Ellie's going to kind of, like, sag a tiny bit and be like, you won't part an old woman from a chair. <laughs> Roll. 16. She's going to turn over to you. Well, of course. I know that at your age, we're very done with pranks. So I'm sure you need it, ma'am. And, and I'm sure the queen will understand. After all, she is 253 years old. Uh, <laughs> she knows what it's like to have age. Almost as old as me. Hopper will raise an eyebrow at that. Uh, she's going to laugh, but say, ah, I wouldn't tell her that. <laughs> she she won't she won't like that joke. Uh, I... Oh. All right, then. God, I'm losing this character voice. <laughs> Misha is going to just warily look at the place where they are supposed to leave their weapons. And they are going to leave them very slowly and very reluctantly, including the blade. Thank you so much. I really do appreciate this, and I apologize for the hassle. But even frequent returners like Jesse here still have to do it. And Jesse, Jesse's eating up this attention from Vera. They fucking love it. So, I mean, as I did say, the queen is 253 years old. And the way she's been able to maintain this is by keeping out all sorts of negative infections that could happen. So what we're just going to quickly do before we go in is this room is just going to spray us with some disinfectant and identify any sort of threatening bacteria. And then we'll just go on through. Okay. <laughs> Hopper stops himself from looking at Jacques. He, like, doesn't know how to handle this. Yeah, Jacques is just sort of uh, going to keep it cool. Uh... Trying not to show how scared he looks. Ellie's like scratching her head a little bit, wondering what's going to happen there. Misha's just standing very still. Alright, so the room hums with electric energy as the fluorescent lights pop. And Jacques, as you refocus your eyes, you realize that the room and everyone else are gone. Uh, what? Hi, this is Kyle, your GM, and we are back! After a pretty long hiatus, we are back to consistent scheduling here on Quest Friends. And along with our scheduled episodes, we have our scheduled announcement break. As per usual, our intro and outro songs are Friends and Hitoshio by Miracle of Sound. I also want to take this moment to quickly clarify something that I didn't really notice until I started editing, which is that we call Jesse he a lot. So for any of you who might have been confused by the fact that we switch between he and they for Jesse, I just want to clarify that Jesse does use they pronouns. There was a bit of miscommunication between me and the players, and I also just kept on slipping up a lot. And unfortunately, I didn't catch it until I started editing this episode. So during the next couple of episodes, you're also going to notice that we refer to Jesse as he a lot as well. I apologize for any confusion or distress this might cause and just want to clarify that Jesse does use they pronouns. And I'm going to be very diligent to make sure that I hold myself and the players accountable during our next session onwards. So 
you should hopefully notice this kind of drop off around episode 10 or so. Finally, as usual, I got a call to action today. Listen to some of the musicians that I have linked below. I used a lot of music this episode, and the reason I was able to use so much music was thanks to the generosity of these individuals who create music and then just put out into the world for people to use. So I would just request that, you know, if you like a song, repay that kindness and go listen to some other stuff. Maybe I'll find a musician that you really like. All right, that's the end of our announcements. We will have our next episode up on Monday, January 29th, 2018. See you then. lights have been replaced by the gleam of the sun, the hum has been replaced by the constant flow of the wind, and your friends have been replaced by dozens of rotund automatons with stone exoskeletons and thick vine innards. You seem to be standing in a courtyard made out of ceramic, castle-like stone with greenery roping itself around the tiles. And I need you to roll speed defense. A three. As you look around, you see one of these automatons with prismatic markings all over their body, rushing towards the edge of the courtyard, and they run right through you. You feel like you should be hit or feel anything, but you don't. And it's at that moment that they run past you, that you look around and you realize that you're hundreds of feet in the air, and this platform is just one of many platforms, all floating in the air. The other platforms are of varying shapes and sizes. Some are rectangular, like yours, while others are made out of spiraling columns, orbiting spheres, and an entire array of other shapes. Connecting these platforms are long rods with human-sized capsules whizzing back and forth through them. If you try to make out any more detail, however, your mind becomes fuzzy. In fact, everything is pretty blurry except for that automaton that almost ran into you, which is now standing on the edge of the courtyard and wildly gesturing at another automaton that's standing still and looking into the distance. The language they're using doesn't seem familiar to you. It's just a series of clicks and words. But because of your experience with machine language, you can make out six words. Was found, not safe, must use. Oh no. And as you hear them say that, the howl of an alarm fills the air, and you feel the cold grip of hundreds of black spiders as they fall all on top of you and pool around your feet. Shock is frozen in fear. You sit there frozen in fear, and you feel these spiders ooze and ebb around you, covering more and more and more, before finally, you're back in the room. An alarm is ringing, but it's less blaring than just politely tingling, and instead of being consumed by black spiders, you're covered by a clear sludge. And Vera looks at you and says, I'm really sorry about that, Jacques. Sometimes the disinfectant doesn't work and we have to have a workaround. What everyone else saw in these couple of seconds is the second the disinfectant happened and got to Jacques, an alarm started going off. Just a little like ting, 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 ting. And from the ceiling, kind of like the Nickelodeon sludge, <laughs> a panel just opened up and just dropped a bunch of sludge on top of them. And Jesse turns over and says, don't worry about it, Mr. Jacques. That happened to me on my first visit too. It, it'll, it'll wear off soon. Can I be one of those players who asks if they can roll to avoid screaming? Yeah. I got an 18, so shock.
clamps down on his jaw and doesn't say anything, but should look visibly shaken to anyone who can see his face. Vera's gonna notice that and say, Jacques, really, honey, don't don't worry about it. It will wear off in about an hour. It's just a protective covering. Think of it like a suit of armor to protect the queen. It's perfectly safe. You won't be harmed at all. Just don't eat anything in the next hour. Papa's gonna go over and do that, like, bro shoulder grab that men do to make it not weird. Misha is going to accurately grab Hop's hand. Not Hop's hand, sorry. Shock's hand. <laughs> Shock's hand. Like, just like, as a support in a really awkward manner, and then let it go. Shock's breathing will slow down, and he'll sort of blank and be like, I'm fine. Thank you. Ellie will clap him on the shoulder. Not quite understanding her strength, yeah. but she thinks it's in a comforting way. Ow. Uh, Vera is going to clap her hands together. All right, then. With that taken care of, thank you again for your patience. Let's go meet the queen. And with that, the other side of the doors open up and Vera walks you forward. So you find yourselves in a wide room with dozens of thin colonnades filling the room like trees in a forest. At the end is a raised platform with a thick glass barrier and a really fancy throne. On the throne is the queen, wearing a really long and fancy ornate clothing, and the only part of her that doesn't seem perfectly pressed together are the haggard puffs of white hair poking out above her crown. Uh, She's trying to dress really nice, but you can tell she's not looking great. Then again, she is in better shape than most 253-year-old human beings are. As you walk in, Vera walks up to the throne and then takes a place on the right side, standing looking at the queen, And Jesse immediately comes down and bows, crosses their arms, starts contorting their fingers in a variety of weird shapes, and then says, My queen, I humbly request the gift of your presence. In return, I present meager tokens that do not compare to your glory. We don't know what to do. Hopper doesn't know, so he's just going to stand. Yeah. Yeah. Shock is just going to try to attempt to mimic the bow and the finger gestures as best he can without saying anything. <laughs> Misha is gonna try to stand tall and make it their hat stand, maybe blow into the feather so that it like looks <laughs> it's standing up so that it's noticeable. Is his scarf also their scarf also blowing? Yes. So it's just like their scarf is also blowing around. So it's like the feather and the scarf just blowing around Misha. The queen turns. And the rest? Hopper is frantically trying to remember what you're supposed to say. Do you want to roll to see if you remember it? Yes. Can I? Yeah. Nat 20. Okay. You don't even have to say it. Just repeat after me. My queen. My queen. I humbly request. I humbly request. The gift of your presence. Wait, can I change the pronouns to we so that I can just hope to cover everyone with this one? Okay, yeah, yeah. We humbly request the gift of your presence. We humbly request the gift of your presence. In return. In return, we present meager tokens. We present meager tokens that do not compare to your glory. That do not compare to your glory. And then, Ellie, what are you doing? Looking vaguely disgusted. <laughs> Hop and uh, Jacques, give me rolls. It's gonna be hard. You're holding up the rest of the team here. <laughs> Ten. Nineteen. Whoa. Um. And in fact, Misha, give me a roll to see if you look impressive. Okay, I totally do. So I'm totally going to get a super cool roll. I got a 13. Oh, so. You said 13, right? Yes. The queen looks at all of you 
Fine, you can proceed. As I see, and she motions to Misha, you do have royalty here. <laughs> Misha's going to stand proud. Uh, Jesse's going to stand, and a funnel, like, trapdoor appears in the floor. Oh, yeah, of course, of course, of course. I got all seven, 72, like you wanted. And he just pushes it into uh into the trapdoor, and they just clutter down, and you hear them crash into a pile of gifts below. And the trapdoor closes back up. Well, you gave me the gifts of time, and she points at Misha, very good company. Where do you hail from? Oh, um, well, can I roll just to see, like, is there a way that I, I would know some sort of kingdom that I can just... Yeah, you can try, but remember, you have three months of memory, so it's gonna be real fucking hard. <laughs> uh... Wait, I can pull off a save here, because we have a mental link. Shock has heard of kingdoms. Okay. Tell me things. Either give me the name of a place you've been to, or give me a roll to see if you can find the name of a different place. Oh my god, a 19. I swear I'm not cheating. Okay, I can either give you what's probably the most convincing place, or you can give me the name of the place you want to say out of character. I was going to suggest to Misha that they be scion of a lost royal line of the old Sagas Empire far to the east. A royal in exile since the Great Slave Rebellions a few hundred years ago. Okay, Michelle is going to say just that. Oh, yes, yes, I know all, I know all about that. I know nothing. <laughs> Neither the Queen nor Kyle know anything about it. <laughs> okay, good. Considering the, the difficulties, it is good to see royalty again. It is certainly wonderful to see a fellow royalty member here. So what brings a royal along with such rubbish to my throne? Well, I do not believe I see any rubbish in here, but we just came to request some things for you, my fellow queen. Hmm. In the most humble of manners, of course. And what is it that you request? Well, uh, we first of all request, um, uh, I, we, we were wondering if you had some ailment for, uh, my companion Shock here, who appears to have a problem that only you and your royal palace can heal. And I would ask if therefore we could stay in the palace for his ailment to be, to be figured out. She recoils and turns a bear. You brought a sick one, a bear of a plague, into my house after the Mako incident? Oh, I am, as I, as I mentioned, from foreign lands. Therefore, I have not really heard about this Mako incident. Could you illustrate me on, the, on such matters? He is a traitor and a thief and a murderer. And, I, and she looks at Jacques. And I see so much of him in you now. Oh. Uh... Shock bow even lower? <laughs> yeah, sure, your face is against the floor. You Actually, you're putting a little divot into the floor. Oh, but my fellow queen, I do believe that this is quite different. Whoever this makeup person is, who I am quite curious to get to see or know more about. My, my fellow, I can guarantee that he is not a traitor. And he, if he is sick, it is only for misfortune that fell upon him. And this is why I request your help. Misfortune only falls upon those who let it. And she motions to this glass protective chamber around her. And so if he let himself get poisoned, it is his own fault. As for that Mako, I knew he was always a spy from Key. I knew that when he claimed to have protected us, 
40 years ago from that black dirigible, from that dark cloud, that weapon from Key, that it was just a ruse. And now coincidentally, when that black cloud comes back and starts taking down my land, starts destroying my village of Rhubarb, this traitor, this spy from Key, reveals his hand and tries to kill me, the only one who knows the truth. <laughs> Out of character and you can delete this, I'm going to call her Queen Exposition from now on. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we've learned a very valuable thing, that news has already traveled fast and we're fucked. Yes, basically. I would be happy to help the ruler of whatever ever from the East, but you will not mention his name again. It is fine. I will refrain from mentioning the name of such individual as long as you agree to let us stay in this palace to heal the ailment of my friend, companion here. She's gonna turn to Vera. Vera? Uh, I was waiting for me to respond. <laughs> Vera? Uh, yes, my queen. Give them a room, but do not let him, and she points to Jacques, out of your sight. Yes, my queen. All right, that is all. Goodbye. Oh, uh, thank you, my fellow queen. I expect to see you promptly again. All right, so Vera leads you all out, and Jesse turns over and says, Wow, that went really well, I think. <laughs> Do they usually go worse? Vera is going to walk gonna walk forward, and you're going to go back into that fluorescent room, and she's uh, going to put her head down and say, <sighs> I'm sorry that she went off about Mr. Mako. She, as I said, can get she can get very paranoid at times. Oh, please do not apologize. I thought it was quite an interesting manner to learn about this fellow that I am now refrained to call by name. Oh, you can call him by name to me, Misha. I, I know he's not a traitor. Oh, that is quite interesting news as well. I heard that he was located somewhere in this castle. Is that is that true? The queen doesn't really like to tell anyone where Mr. Mako is. Uh, so unfortunately, I can't, I can't help you with that. But I can help you with something. Uh, and as you've been talking, she's been pressing some things into a keypad on the wall of the room, which has started to raise up like an elevator. Uh, the door is open and you walk out into a hallway that looks a lot like a hallway of a fancy hotel. This hallway has cherry red walls and a mahogany carpeted floor and lines of yellow light crisscross around the walls, kind of like a coursing river. Uh, and they seem to be illuminating this room. And Vera says, I will take you to your room in a second, but if you could please follow me for a moment. I must say, Jesse, you really did appear at the right time because I really could use the help of someone who's, who's a master accountant. Because while the queen and while everyone else insists that Mr. Mako is a traitor, I've met him and I've talked to him multiple times. I know in my heart that he is not. So I will take you to your rooms in a moment. But, and she uh, stops in front of a room, pulls out a key and starts uh, going to open the door. And she turns back and says, but before I take you to your room, there's something I really think you need to see.